Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Because I've Lost Control of My Life, the only podcast that will judge you harshly for listening to it. I, <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts, I am Matthew, and sitting here with me is my good buddy Adam. Hi Matthew, um, <laughs> if you're like me, uh, you know, we've done, this is our 11th episode I believe. Yeah, not counting bonus and, episodes. And we're still not millionaires. So <laughs> the I'm American sure. dream is dead. <laughs> I've been considering moving into crime. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we talking about robbery on the uh, the uh, Big House Tommy episode, whatever it's called? What is that <laughs> episode called? <laughs> Ruthless Tommy. The, the one where he get what? Ruthless Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought uh, that Big House one is when he's uh, in the daycare. Yeah, that's a later season. I just could I'm getting everything mixed up. <laughs> it's been a really, yeah, really yeah. busy week and I can't think straight and I'm having a good time already. And we're going to steal rubies and <laughs> <laughs> not just any rubies. Your rubies. <laughs> the little tykes traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, any uh, news this week in, in as far as you go? Uh, not not really. Just been a really busy week at work and um, haven't died yet from the second COVID shot from last week, which I hear somebody got a COVID shot. Of the Moderna variety. Yeah, I got my second shot today at like 2.30. Um, I'm having less symptoms than I did with the first one, so. I thought, what did you have for the first one? Woody, I got Moderna. I mean, I mean your uh, symptoms. Oh, I, I just had, my arm was sore and, I don't know, it caused kind of like a, I don't know, if it just put a little extra stress on my body, so I felt a little heightened level of pain that I normally do. Okay. that. That didn't happen this time. Oh, that's good. You toughen it out. Yeah, and I got my uh, my third massage yesterday. Oh. And uh, I only bring this up because I have a funny uh, little image of it. Uh, I was getting my massage, and I was, like, starting to doze off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I start, uh, I start thinking to myself, that's not Macaulay, Maca that's not Macaulay Culkin massaging me. He just looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't know. I I snap out of it. I'm like I'm being massaged by a woman from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? How asleep you were? <laughs> I, yeah, I was just starting to starting to go out. <laughs> you were so sleepy that you thought the nice lady from Africa was Macaulay Culkin. It, it was just like the dream hitting me. Like <laughs> I was starting to lose my sense of reality. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I love a good ridiculous dream like that. And sometimes when you wake up and you're like convinced that it's something that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what that's like, but I, I didn't even quite get to sleep. It was just like uh, the little in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the in between the dream time. <laughs> you know how sometimes you get to that and like you'll like jerk in your bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be funny if I had done that during my massage. <laughs> like, are you okay? Like, did I hurt you? <laughs> oh, shit. So do you have more coming up after that? Or is that, um, is this a, continuing to be an ongoing thing? Or I, the last time, um, to the sale, the, they've been laying the, uh, their sales down on me. They've been <laughs> trying to get me to subscribe to, um, 12 months of, <laughs> of massages yeah. and, I, and i went for it so 
<laughs> paying seventy dollars a month, I get a free massage every month and any extra service for fifty dollars instead of like the full price would have been like a hundred and twenty something dollars. So do you do you go weekly or like it's monthly. Monthly, okay, okay. Unless, I mean, unless I wanted to pay like fifty dollars for any other service, yeah, give me more. I mean, I I kind of wanted to do it after uh, two weeks this time. Yeah. Just because uh, she she uh, recommended I do it after three weeks last time, which would be before my next free massage. So I was like, well, I'm gonna have a free massage in like two weeks, so I'll take that. And she's, like, yeah. she's booked up, so I had to do three weeks like a loser. <laughs> Only losers do massages every three weeks. <laughs> now, do you feel like you're improving still uh, from last time or? Uh, I do. I had a little bit of a backslide. I think I, I wore that back brace like while I was overexerting myself and oh. I kind of strained my neck. Oh, man. So that sucked. But the massage really helped with that. So that's good. <laughs> So, yeah, the uh, I've had a mostly uh, uneventful week, at least as far as stuff that I'll talk about on the podcast. But uh, I uh, been playing Resident Evil Village when I can <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> work that into a rug race episode. Yeah, work that. <laughs> particularly Moreau. If you take it, the others laugh at me. Which baby would grow into Moreau? Oh, definitely <laughs> Phil. Because <laughs> he's disgusting. <laughs> And which baby would take the place of Rose? <laughs> oh man, uh, Lil. Well, no, she. Well, <laughs> or is Lil the, is Lil uh, Beneviento? You would think Angelica has to be Lady Demetresque. <laughs> yeah, <It's laughs> and her daughters are, are are just Cynthia. <laughs> Jill Pickles has been severed into several flasks. <laughs> Uh, if you're not, if you're not, if you haven't played Resident Evil Village yet, uh, this will make no sense. But <laughs> what do you think? I think it's pretty good. It's good. Uh, I haven't. You beat it, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm on the fourth Lord um, Heisenberg. Uh, I don't know how much is left after that, but we shall see. I like it thus far. I'm not like completely in love with it, but I mean, it's goofy. Like every Resident Evil really like once. <laughs> Well, not everyone, but a lot of them really want to reinvent the formula every time. I didn't play seven, though, so I don't really have like the background on the. I mean, you have the option of like a recap at the beginning of this to see like what happened in seven. But like it didn't mean a damn thing to me. Uh, (laughs) You watched it. Yeah, I watched it and I was like, okay. And and it's funny because Ethan even says, is that enough at the end of it? And then you go (laughs) into the game. And I'm like, no, it wasn't enough. I want to know more. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I was not prepared for the weird healing powers. <laughs> that would have been so. Uh, I mean, even in seven, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> so does it does it in seven? Does it show him develop these powers or just have them from the start? It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily show him develop the powers, but uh, he gets his hand cut off early on and then <laughs> stapled back on and, and gets exposed to some stuff, <laughs> some goo. Some some progenitor goo or T virus goo or G virus goo or Las Plagas goo. Or the Goglios. Or the Goglios. <laughs> okay, we're not just gonna leave the Goglios hang. You have to tell this story. We're getting right <laughs> into this. <laughs> I hope this isn't a sign of our these are both good segments, but I I I, <laughs> I have a feeling we're gonna be talking about a lot of other things than the segments this week. 
But anyway, the Goglios. Goglios. Uh, this is a reference to me being in uh, biology in college. And uh, uh, there was a, an older lady who was uh, taking the class with us. And uh, I guess she was just a little in over her head. Uh, we, <laughs> The professor was talking about Golgi bodies. And she just raised her hand and she says... What was that about the Goglios? <laughs> <laughs> Were you able to contain yourself in the class? Because I know you got home that day and told me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I wasn't a dick about it, like, in public. Were you just like... <laughs> I don't know. I think I was probably more embarrassed for her, to yeah. be honest. And then if, she, if she's not feeling shame for it, I can <laughs> laugh about it. <laughs> If she never listens to this podcast, <laughs> it's all going to come back for shame <laughs> for not knowing what Golgi bodies are. I mean, she probably I mean, that was the first we were talking about yeah. it. So she probably learned what they are. I remember <laughs> learning about those in elementary school. I don't remember what they are now, but I'm not a science <laughs> person. There is something in a, in cells, right? Like a part of yeah. a. They're uh, they're like involved in transporting of uh of chemicals and shit. Okay. Uh but anyway, Goglios. Let's make that a thing. Goglios. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Goglios. Hashtag Goglios. <laughs> you figure out your own spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag lost control pod. Hashtag Goglios. Let's make this viral. Oh boy. Okay. We so, should get to it. <laughs> yeah, let's get to it. Now that we've talked about everything else. So what did we watch for this week? Uh, the first thing we watched was Touchdown Tommy, written by Tom Abrams and David Howard, uh, who also wrote Candy Bar Creep Show. The second segment we watched is The Trial, which is written by Paul Germain, uh, one wow. of the creators of the series. Nice. And also wrote like uh, The Pilot, Tommy's First Birthday, and uh, At the Movies <clears throat> for this season anyway. And I believe Tommy is actually based on his son, Tommy. If I'm Does not he mistaken. talk about that in the orange years? Uh, I'm not sure if he talks about it in the orange years, but I'm pretty sure I've read it somewhere. And if I'm wrong, I'm... just pretend I'm an idiot. And if I'm right, also pretend I'm an idiot. But let's just say that I'm right and clap for me. You're a gambler. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, touchdown, Tommy. It's the day of the big game, and Tommy won't stop bashing his own head against the coffee table. <laughs> Stu invents baby armor to prevent Tommy's self-destructive behavior so he can watch the game without worrying about his son maiming himself. <laughs> He's also built gear for the other babies so all the dads can be negligent. <laughs> but then Grandpa gives them all bottles and gives Tommy chocolate milk and they kind of uh, <laughs> they kind of uh, do <laughs> everything that the football players do on the screen. With commentary. With commentary. <laughs> I actually didn't write that last part into my summary. Yeah, I was going to say that got like real casual. I was just imagining <laughs> you like intentionally writing it that casually. <laughs> like, look, I'm going to make it seem like this is off the top of my head. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, I've got Resident Evil Village on the brain because you mentioned baby armor. And I just thought about like the uh, <laughs> the lichens that have the armor in Resident Evil Village and you have to like blow it off. Before, like with like bombs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, armor made from bowls <laughs> and diapers and buckets and toilet paper, toilet paper, everything that uh, Stu could find around the house, presumably. <laughs> I'd like to think it's just, just uh, 
excuse me, just stuff he found from the basement. <laughs> he just dug in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tommy's helmet, what is that? That popcorn uh, bowl that Pop was eating out of. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we See start it. off with Tommy, uh, one of the one of the famous close-ups of the series with his uh, face in the balloon, his eyes reflecting, and he goes flying under the table, uh, and he walks over and smashes his noggin right off the corner and starts screaming. I don't know, honey. He was just fine a minute ago. Oh, no. Stu, look at that gigantic bruise. Well, I, I like how he sits there for, like, a few seconds. <laughs> he's kind of dazed. He's like, he, he doesn't even know what to do. And then he screams. <laughs> Take a minute to register the pain. Yeah. Except <laughs> like what Homer Simpson would do after getting hit in the head. <laughs> And then Dee Dee comes in and uh, sees the huge bruise from Tommy's, quote, concussion. Are you blaming Tommy's concussion on the balloon? Concussion? And I love the shot as you see the bruise and Tommy just looks up and smiles, one of his shit-eating <laughs> grins. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Stu uh, gets his head under the table to look at the balloon and he hits his head too. <laughs> right after the mention of concussion. But yeah, there's uh, the Ultra Bowl. 37 is coming up that Sunday, and all the dads are coming over to uh, watch it. And After kickoff, all you boys will be thinking about is guzzling soda and gobbling pork rinds. Whoa, time out, Dee Dee. I haven't eaten pork rinds in years. Oh, maybe I should just stay home. So, right. My question is, how is this going to be different than any other day at the Pickles home? Where they just <laughs> let the babies run around? <laughs> maybe because it's all the dads and all the babies? <laughs> if uh, Dee Dee's not there to also be negligent, she can blame Stu. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Rugrats, the negligent years. <laughs> that can't, what? The negligent years. <laughs> I like when uh, Stu is getting very tender and promising her. Dee Dee, he won't hurt himself again. I promise. Well... Maybe you're right. Thud. He bangs his head again. Cut to... <laughs> which is one of the great tropes of this series is ending a scene and even an episode with just a character just screaming. I was listening to a uh, interview with Paul Germain on a on a rival Rugrats podcast. Oh man! Then by uh, Cartoon Freak ninety five, and uh, one of the things he talked about was how they uh, they basically would uh, <laughs> do like the direct the sound design first for the episode, for most of the time. Um, unless like the jokes were more visual, then they'd give the animator some leeway. But he'd give them a, a, like lengths of di or lengths of uh, audio that he'd be like, just leave this as it is, and you know, animate around that. Hmm, that's really interesting because we've mentioned the background sound so much for this first season and the foley work. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I guess uh, I should say uh, uh, Cartoon Freaks 30th anniversary Rugrats podcast on soundcloud um because we 
just can't just take shit from it and then mm. not tell you where to go and listen to it. Cite your sources, children. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is really interesting. So before we get even deeper into the plot and random scenes, where does this rank for you as a season one uh, episode? I mean, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good episode. I think I would enjoy it more if I was a sports person. Yeah. I, I never have been <laughs> into sports. Yeah. I can kind of enjoy it on the level of remembering, like, literally my dad and my cousin's <laughs> dad staring <laughs> at the TV screen, oblivious to everything during football <laughs> games. While he threw chocolate milk around. Yeah, while he destroyed the apartment and threw chocolate milk around. <laughs> yeah, it's... uh. It's a good episode, not one of my favorites of season one, but definitely is a classic. I think if you'd ask like most people, they would say this was one of their favorites. Yeah, they're not. Most people aren't like total weirdos like us. So <laughs> <laughs> there's not really a lot that goes on in this episode like that has the strangeness of Rugrats. Yeah, um, this is another one, though, like uh, Weaning Tommy, where watching it down at a slowed down pace where I'm just getting like the stills from it. Uh, led me to appreciate a few more things than I would on a casual watch. There's one moment that stood out to me, and I remember when I first rewatched this again months ago when we were talking about doing the podcast, and it came back. Well, I saw it again. When Dee Dee is leaving, Stu is poking his head around the corner, and you see his shoulder, and it's the color of flesh. Like he's not yeah. wearing a shirt all of a sudden. I noticed that too. It's like he's naked. <laughs> Naked Stew, the prequel to Naked Tommy. I'll take care of it, Dee Dee. <laughs> she's leaving and he's instantly naked. <laughs> Papa's like, what are you doing there, son? <laughs> the, the women are out. <laughs> yeah, the women are out. Time to get naked. Grandpa gets naked, too, obviously. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's a family thing. What the, that just makes me think back to uh, Ruthless Tommy at the end of the episode when Tommy's playing in the front yard and and uh, Stu and Pop are sitting there with their hands in their face looking miserable. I'd like to think because of this conversation, they're miserable, not naked inside. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were about to have their free naked time at home. Dee Dee's <laughs> about to come home. <laughs> and that's where Tommy got it from. Oh, yeah, it's he's a very imitative baby, as we've discussed in previous episodes of the show. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> they're down in the basement and Stu's trying to invent um, some way to keep Tommy from hurting himself. They apparently set him down on some wobbly stool. Yeah, just even <laughs> even if it wasn't a wobbly stool, a baby standing on a stool trying to keep balance. <laughs> he's flopping around and knocks the popcorn down and. <laughs> Stu is drawing ideas and of course we hear from Lou uh, what are you gonna do put Tommy in a bubble <laughs> <laughs> and he has a drawing of Tommy in a bubble yeah yeah and uh they're eating popcorn as Matthew mentioned earlier and uh Tommy's very excited to see that but once the bowl is empty he puts the bowl on his head and <laughs> Stu now knows what he must do with the babies <laughs> Um, we see, uh, I think, I believe this is the first time Fluffy shows up. Yes, first appearance show. of Fluffy, yep. The very weird cat that has the same hair as Angelica. <laughs> and she screams at, <laughs> Angelica screams at Fluffy in Fluffy's first appearance. <laughs> yeah, she didn't quite bond with her yet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they have an antagonistic relationship. Of course, if you're someone out there who has a cat, 
Uh, most relationships with cats are at least slightly antagonistic. Like, <laughs> I love cats. I'm totally like an old cat lady trapped in a man's body. But there's always that like it's three o'clock in the morning. It's time to destroy things like from your cat. You're yeah. like, God damn it. Stop it. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty uppity for someone who eats bugs all day. <laughs> <laughs> your cats eat bugs all day. No, no, that's a Simpsons. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't remember that, but good line. I don't remember what episode it is. Okay, but good line. <laughs> Go Actually, ahead. it might be a little bit later. It might be the one where Bart sells his soul. Oh, okay. You're pretty uppity for someone that eats bugs all day. <laughs> Can't let my cat eat bugs because of his, his IBS. <laughs> um, it's true, he does have IBS. Too high in fat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he used to be. <laughs> no, I mean, like the bugs are too high in fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cost is IBS. But yeah, anyway, uh, Betty and Dee Dee go off to shop. And uh, the other be shopping. What, what's that? <laughs> I said women be shopping. <laughs> women be shopping. <laughs> so the other dads show up uh, and we get our first not appearance of Chaz, but um the first extended series of lines from him. Apparently, in Barbecue Story, you hear him say Chucky off screen. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Chucky! I do remember that. Yes, but that you never actually see him speak. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. And that he, could be anybody saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's that lady that we think is, <laughs> that we think is his mom. It's the same voice. No, uh, and he brings over the big screen remote TV with uh, surround sound and all that bullshit. And (laughs) and Chaz, of course, just wants to watch the chess tournament on the Culture Channel. Is this first line? I don't know, Stu. Maybe this football game isn't such a good idea. (laughs) Which, of course, Chucky is always like, I don't know, Tommy. Does he he ever say that, actually? Now that I say uh chucky yeah oh he definitely says i don't know tommy i don't know tommy we're professionals here yeah <laughs> we have paid the big bucks or the other dads come over uh so we, we get introduced to the bonkomatic baby bumper <laughs> yes we forgot the name the bonkomatic baby bumper the bonka who's it baby what the bonkomatic baby bumper which is uh a bowl with a turtle plush under it <laughs> It's some like padding around the strings. <laughs> Is it? And it looks like not necessarily on Tommy's, but on some of the other ones, it's like a bucket handle with like toilet paper of it, or it's like a like a chin like not guard but chin cushion, so the metal doesn't dig yeah. into their chin. Tommy's got toilet paper around the okay. uh, around the string, but I, I believe Chucky does too. But he has like a sponge padding on top yeah. of his head under the <laughs> bucket, and he bashes his head on the table and he's just fine <laughs> <laughs> little do they know the uh there'd probably be less property damage if uh the babies were allowed to hit their heads <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the the supposed carefree day of shopping for the moms uh ends in chaos because this is a rugrats episode <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the dads are watching the football game and they're of course Pop is telling a story when I when I was uh in my day we played real football. Come on, Pop, real football. Yep. Back in Minnesota State, they called me the Galloping, uh, the Galloping geezer. <laughs> geezer. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> 
the caliper geezer. He's mad at that at first, but when he's going to get the uh, babies their bottles, he's kind of laughs about it. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Is that another one of those things? Like, yeah, it seems like we away. only notice he's, in season one. He's like galloping geezer. <laughs> <laughs> That's but no, that that goes back to something else we've pointed out in a lot of uh, earlier things where he acts like he's clueless or I don't remember that ever after this season. He's always just actually clueless, not like he's playing. Yeah, yeah, he's very more play. He's playful in the first season. Yeah. Um, another thing I like is like right after Chaz suggests that they watch the chess championships, all the dads want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> There's that the animation for that's really funny because it's like a first person view, like as him like looking down the line, and all like the dads are like, "This is stupid," and their arms are just like moving in circles. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like in the in their uh, bodies are all shaded, and their arms are brightly lit. Yes. <laughs> So good. Uh, one quick, quick little animation note. Uh, Chaz, Chaz's hair is a little bit darker than it is later. In later seasons, it's like the same color as Chucky's hair, but here it's like noticeably different. And I think his mustache might be thinner and pointier. Yeah, or longer. Yeah, something with his chest, his chest, uh, <laughs> his chest T-shirt or sweater, whatever sweatshirt. <laughs> he was hoping to talk everybody into watching chess. <laughs> So I mean, the advertising of wearing like a chess T-shirt would get them. Oh, that's a good idea. The funny thing is, I would probably watch that on TV, like a chess tournament. Like, I'm not I'm also not a big sports guy. I like pro wrestling. I'm wearing a wrestling shirt right now. Uh, but when I do watch sports on TV, I love like bowling and darts and uh, the American spelling bee. <laughs> yeah i was just thinking about that like back in high school when we were watching sports during the summer and we watched the, the spelling bee and yeah. food eating competitions <laughs> and uh the world's strongest man competitions are pretty entertaining too let's uh let, let's let's not bury the lead here we need to talk about our longtime enemy the winner of i believe of the 2003 or 2004 uh national spelling bee one david tidmarsh <laughs> oh, he got so nervous when he won. U T O C. Did he, did he pass out? No, that was another kid. A lot of coin. Oh my god. Okay. That's, that's the thing is I. I if you get the chance, and I know at least some of this is on YouTube, probably just the highlights. Uh, again, either the 2003 or 2004 American Spelling Bee. These last couple kids are so nervous. One is up there, like, spelling, and he suddenly, like, starts stumbling and falls straight backwards, like, unconscious for a second. Okay. And, and the kid who ultimately wins is, like, breathing the... <sighs> between every letter. It'd be so nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> but uh we had a thing Sir for a Pigeonous. few years where we said yes yeah, serpiginous <laughs> that was the word serpiginous uh I, well i think we definitely have to talk about this again at some point but uh <laughs> anyway back to the football game so um they get their first big guest on rugrats who somebody who matthew and i won't appreciate whatsoever uh chick hearn mm-hmm. who is a sports announcer <laughs> yeah 
Hello again, everybody, and welcome to our coverage of football's big event, the Ultra Bowl. I'm Chick Hearn, coming to you live from the Lone Star State with my good friend, Hank Duff. Hi, folks. Hank, how's it feel to be back in your own home turf? Feels great, Chick. <laughs> he, like, taps it, the fucking grit, the field with his feet. <laughs> it feels pretty good, Chick. But yeah, once Pop gets up after uh, they run out of pork rinds, he uh, goes and get bottle gets bottles of milk for all of the babies and fixes something special up for Tommy. Yeah, he uh, makes her or he makes her. He makes him chocolate milk. Wow, it's chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. But another another thing of note is he makes a bottle for uh, Angelica, <laughs> and she goes. Bottles are for babies, Grandpa. I'm not a baby. I wanted to specifically highlight this because last week's episode, Angelica is three years old. Yeah, and she's talking about how bottles are for babies, and last week. I revealed that I may have been on a bottle until I was three years old. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> if it says anything for how busy my week's been, then I haven't actually gotten to that point in editing that episode yet. <laughs> there are points when I'm editing where I'll just edit random dumb lines that we've said to each other, and that definitely would have been one. And <laughs> it said, haha, you were on a bottle till you were three or something. <laughs> So, I, it was probably more of a situation where, like, that was just, like, something I clung to but was drinking out of cups. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's fun to bust your balls about it. <laughs> and bust, bust my own balls. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll have a T-shirt with, like, the uh, the the animated or hand-drawn version that Carly did of you. And underneath it, it'll say on a bottle till he was three. <laughs> And then on the back, it'll have the like we'll we'll make we'll tie it into weaning Tommy. Like your inside of your teeth is like the kid on the doctor's chart. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say on the back it said millionaire at thirty five. <laughs> there we go. Let's hope. Let's hope. But with the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! And this actually reminds me of something. The uh, at our undergrad school, the one semester I lived in the dorms, my roommates this is before you came uh before you uh started there he and i walked down to the convenience store and i grabbed like a, a quart of chocolate milk and i was drinking it on the way home uh to the dorm and i was like ah chocolate milk is so good and my roommate was like what are you five <laughs> chocolate milk is good it is good if you have like a sandwich and some chocolate milk that's yeah. a pretty good pretty a bag good of lunch. chips oh <laughs> that's like uh some real ritzy stuff we're talking about here uh, <laughs> sandwich chocolate milk chocolate milk and potato chips but yeah of course angelica wants the bottle with the chocolate milk immediately yeah she she's over her uh reluctance to drink from a bottle and <laughs> she's going to uh steal it from tommy by any means necessary yes give me that bottle no it's mine i said give it uh-uh. give me that chocolate milk uh so they end up uh stumbling and busting out of the the playpen and angelica is giving chase and it's four babies against one toddler uh <laughs> And chocolate milk is squirting everywhere. Yeah, and uh, everything they do is basically uh, narrated by Chick Hearn. It's yeah. like a play-by-play. -play. 
yeah, that, that's a pretty cool concept. Like if, yeah. if you're into sports, I'm sure that's like the best. <laughs> I mean, it was I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it, it's still pretty good, but I feel like you and I don't enjoy it on the same level. Agreed. We're not football people. <laughs> oh, the other I mentioned the sports that I do watch on TV. One of the other ones, no matter what time of year or what time of night, if it's on, I'm watching curling. <laughs> I found out that there's a there's a curling league somewhere near me, and I'm honestly tempted to sign up for it because that sounds amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you could do? <laughs> I have no idea. I've never ice skated before. I can't ride roller skates or roller blades, so I don't know if like <laughs> how well I would do. But uh, yeah, curling. Anyway, <laughs> and the thing a little funny thing in the uh, episode that I saw. Uh, while they're watching the Ultra Bowl on like the billboard, there's an ad for Mud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. And uh, and I guess they're uh, they're rooting for uh, Dallas or Houston. It, it, pretty clearly, they've got the logos of the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Oilers. Yeah. And they're uh, they're divided on who to cheer for. And Chaz comes up and goes, uh, "Actually, both teams have their strong points." And then they want to kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all grab and force him down to the couch. Even Howard is aggressive. Against <laughs> he has no lines in this episode, sadly, but he is there with his clown hair. And uh, as we both noticed, uh, this episode is listed that he is voiced by Michael Bell, probably yes. because he's just doing football sounds. Yeah, it's it's got to be just like or like the scenes where they're yelling at Chaz and saying it's stupid to watch the chess and. Blah, moving blah, blah. at Chaz where their arms yeah. are <laughs> circling. They actually recorded the sound of Michael Bell's arm, like the, <laughs> for the part rotation of, the of his elbow joint. <laughs> <laughs> like if you up the volume enough, you can hear it. But <laughs> I think Spike consumes too much chocolate in this episode. Yeah, he would definitely be dead if he were a real dog. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, there there's lots of cool little moments as they're they're all all the babies are basically I don't think any of them try to drink it other than Tommy. Well, Angelica, obviously, but no, like they each get a sip like Tommy yeah. or Phil and Lil get some sips. I don't know if Chucky does, but he's he's on the team anyway. Yeah, he's trying to help his best friend. And at one point, Lil uh, like does like a rolling front flip to trip Angelica. Now, you might think, uh, why don't the babies just share with Angelica? But you know, if she got that bottle, nobody, none of the other babies are getting anything. <laughs> They've had to deal with uh, her making fun of them drinking from a bottle for a year of their life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I guess that joke didn't really land. Uh, <laughs> although I think Chucky is supposed to be two. Yeah, I believe Chucky is two. And, yeah. uh. I don't know for sure whether or not he's still on the bottle, so I don't know how out of the norm I was. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps for him it was a, a special treat to be on a bottle again from Grandpa. Yeah, though I also was potty trained too. <laughs> I don't remember when I was. I'm going to have to talk to my mom tomorrow and bring up my baby stories for next week. I mean, I already know from her that I didn't have any baby friends, much to my disappointment. <laughs> like, babies don't have friends! <laughs> oh man i just thought of something if we called our moms and like had them talk about when we were babies or dumb stories about when we were kids and put it on the show that might be kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, Angelica eventually gets a hold of the bottle, and by that point, it's completely empty because the chocolate milk is covering everything in the room. Uh, and she's like, It's empty! <laughs> and this is and, just uh, as Betty and Dee Dee return home. What are the kids covered with? And what are those horrible stains all over my living room? <laughs> oh, God, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And, uh, yeah. She, uh... <laughs> all the babies. All right! And, like, I just want to imagine them, like, saying cowabunga because this is, like, Ninja Turtles era of TV. <laughs> oh, something we neglected to mention, whenever the, the dads are ready to watch football, they're all like... <laughs> Notice like all the animations of them going onto the couch, like Stu flips over the side. Uh, <laughs> Drew jumps over with his legs like out ahead of him, like ready to <laughs> land in a seated position. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's a really good animation. I got some good stills from that. <laughs> check for them on twitter.com slash lost control pod. <laughs> also our Instagram yeah. lost control pod. Also our Facebook group lost control pod. <laughs> <laughs> Join and follow all of these. But yeah, quick, uh, not a lot to talk about in this episode. A lot of action of babies throwing chocolate uh, <laughs> chocolate milk bottle around. Fun episode. Not one of my it, favorites, but... Yeah, <laughs> what we say last week that it, it kind of ends weaker than <laughs> it yeah. starts for, uh, for us. Season one. Season one is definitely ends weaker than it begins. I agree. Except for Reptar's Revenge, a shining light in the end. So we've, uh, what, we've, we've had two or three little mini shorts come out of the uh, reboot, right? Yes, just two, right? Two, maybe so it's far. two. For some reason, I want to, I guess there were mini clips, but yeah, two shorts. Supposedly, there's going to be two more that kind of re-envision old Rugrats scenes. Okay. Um, so, like, to start out. Uh, there's like the the Tommy's Ball short, which is basically the beginning scene of Barbecue Story minus like the scenario of the barbecue and everything. Yeah, a lot of people like see that and they're like, "Oh, it, it looks it looks so good." But when I see it, and I don't like to be, I don't like to be a dick, but I I get no enjoyment out of it because um, this reminding us of a see, superior anim- project or product. Yeah, the animation is like so much stiffer. Like uh, Tommy's like falling down, and like the babies are having baby movements and yeah. stuff. The way he throws the ball in Barbecue Story versus how he throws the ball in this short is just like it's like why would you want to highlight the differences? I mean, fine that you don't have like the budget to do like crazy things with the animation, and and you know I'm fine with that. Whatever you can do, you can do. Yeah. I just don't under I don't understand the I don't know, the idea and the follow through of doing redoing something that you did that was really good to begin with as uh, as inferior later on. Well, that that clip with Tommy's ball, it feel that feels like another part of an episode, like it, yeah. the opening of an episode, because it, it yeah. begins with the flashback. And if it's not all of the exact same dialogue as in uh, the next yard episode or is that 
bar- yeah, it's a barbecue story. Yeah, barbecue story. Um, if it's not the exact dialogue, it's very close. And then it like we it, we come out of a fl- that's the flashback, and we yeah, cut back yeah. to them explaining it's- this to Susie. Yeah, yeah, they have like the little uh, flashback fizzle, whatever, yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like they're gonna cut back into a longer episode about probably about Tommy's ball. <laughs> yeah, the, which which as we discussed, I think we mentioned this last week or the week before. There might be a benefit if the disgusting dog shows up. <laughs> it depends on how disgusting they're willing to take it. Yeah, it needs to be season one disgusting dog, not monster dog from season two or three with the red if- eyes. If the monster dog is cute, no. No, needs to be a disgusting monster with fat folds and <laughs> whatever it else. Needs, I need to be convinced that it wants to maul Tommy. <laughs> As I was thoroughly convinced in season one. But yeah, the, the thing that stands out to me, like, obviously at this point, the voice acting is going to be different. But the cadence and like the way the characters play off of each other feels really unnatural to me like obviously you in an animated show you, you, i don't know what i'm trying to say uh, i don't know it just doesn't feel right to me like it's yeah, yeah it's not I, bouncy I like yeah and then also we mentioned how we hate in the, one of the bonus episodes how we hate Stu's new voice i hate Didi's voice even more yeah when Didi comes into this scene she is not the center of attention she's like it's like a weird like half-assed AI from a video game coming <laughs> up and like doing its like programmed response. Uh, if you watch Barbecue Story, Dee Dee has so much character, like both in the way she's drawn and yeah. the way that it's acted. You know, definitely. And, and this, I, when she's like, "Oh, Tommy!" Like I, it's like a blur. She's there. She's gone. Yeah. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Not for I, it. <laughs> I feel like I'm being gaslit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Needless to say, we didn't like that very much. Um, but this will surprise you, and we differ on this. The second short, um, what is it called? Something Howl? Um, Night Howl. Night Howl. I actually, the more I think about it, I really liked this. I genuinely liked this. I am like a notch above completely not liking it (laughs) Um, compared to everything else so far i guess is high praise it 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 is 10 times better than anything else i've seen for the reboot if it went in this direction i wouldn't be as annoyed as much i'd be like oh yeah this is just the show for kids i mean it's kind of cute um the main gripe that i have with it because i'm a weird loser (laughs) is that spike has like maggie maggie simpson brain or instead of a dog brain like he used to, uh, where he is like he has an objective, a clear objective. He is like able to conceal things. He is able to try and, uh, you know, use Tommy as a tool to pr- and <laughs> problem solve. Uh, I like Spike when he's just like <laughs> got a bug on his head and he's going <sighs> <laughs> I guess the closest that we've seen this spike, at least in Rugrats episodes that I've seen, because it's entirely possible there are ones after season three where he is smarter. Fluffy versus Spike. Um, when he's trying to catch yeah. like plates and stuff from smashing. That's another episode. I'm not a, I, I still like it because it's season one, but it's one of the lesser season one episodes. Like if I guess if they carry that spike just to like the next level or something. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I, I did forget about Fluffy versus Spike. There is precedence yeah. for this Spike. So they could still make a dumb dog Spike somewhere else. We like our dogs dumb. We like our babies dumb. <laughs> and lots of big chaos scenes. I like the babies when they talk, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, this was a, this one was a lot better. Um, I actually you know. re- I will genuinely say I actually really, really liked this one. When I first saw it, I was like, I enjoyed that. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. I don't know why. Like, maybe it was just like, maybe it's because my expectations are so low that it like boosted it for me because it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. But it's I don't know. It was cute. It was fun. I liked Tommy's interactions with Spike. Um, I liked Spike keeping Tommy safe, but also using him as a tool. And that the ultimate goal is literally he wanted to howl at the moon with Tommy. I don't know. Just a cute little thing. Yeah, I I keep thinking about how odd it would be if like you were Stuart Deedy and you woke up and you actually paid attention and your baby was outside <laughs> with your dog. I'd be like, oh, my fucking it would be like a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Didi, the baby's howling at the moon again. (laughs) (laughs) There's ghosts in my walls. (laughs) (laughs) You said that and I just thought of the episode of Bob's Burgers where Bob is like in the wall. (laughs) And he's like, I'm never coming out, Linda. (laughs) But no, we actually hear Stu again here. He's like, I think he just yells spike or quiet spike or something. Let's get John Benjamin on the show. He's <laughs> <laughs> the furthest away from Rugrats you could be. That's that's uh, Bob, right? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, there's a show I like on YouTube called The Burger Show, which is just like a, a cooking kind of thing. And the house, the, the house, the host is this big fat uh, Filipino dude named Alvin. He's fucking great. Like, I love <laughs> I love what like listening to him talk and like cook and everything and he has him on an episode and he recreates some uh like his interpretations of some of the bob specialty burgers and like like he's just like bob like he's like oh my that's that's really good you have deep fried pickles as the whales for the burger (laughs) (laughs) that's really good (laughs) and he's like there's this long dramatic pause in one episode in one part where he's eating the burger and he's chewing and he like looks at him and stares he's like it's good Have you watched home movies? That's you know what for that's one Adult Swim show I never for whatever reason got into. I mean I know that he's in it and I think that's where I first heard him. But yeah, I, I got to get you into that one. It's so good. <laughs> I, I I I don't know what it was about when it first was out. I just couldn't get into it. Maybe now is the the time. I think like the first thing he was in was Doctor Cats. You might be right. Actually, that's another show I need to sit down and watch because I love stand up. Like I've got, especially in the last like year, I've gotten really, really heavily into stand up. There's a lot of people on that show. Uh, I was at a Big Lots recently, and they had like every season of Doctor Cats on DVD for like three bucks or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because nobody buys DVDs. <laughs> I've been hitting up the thrift store. I, nice. I actually bought the I bought two of the Rugrats movies, even though I know I won't like them. <laughs> Which ones? Uh, I they had the Rugrats in Paris and. Uh, and uh, the Rugrats go wild. OK, OK, Not the I haven't, I've only movie. seen the original. I've only seen the original. Yeah, me too. I also got a PS1, like the the uh, little mini one that actually has. Oh, PS yeah. And then O.N.E. written out. Yep. And you can so, get like, like the little screen to attach to the back of it. I don't have a screen to attach to it, but it I was mean, like you could, get, you could like, get one. You could buy one. That was like a big yeah. deal. I remember. 
But yeah, likes the second short. Not such a big fan of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Wheeling it back. <laughs> okay, so uh, and if you listen to the other episodes, we're not entirely thrilled on what's been presented so far. So like Night Howl was like a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, pla- it was like the pickled ginger. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the next short we watched yeah. is The Trial. Um, this one, uh, oh, I already talk, talked about who wrote it earlier, <laughs> so I don't fine. have to now. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in, though, so you can be embarrassed. <laughs> when, Tommy's clown, <laughs> when Tommy's clown lamp is broken, he demands swift justice against whoever did it. The babies plead their innocence in front of him as Angelica cross-examines. Cross-examines. <laughs> But how could such sweet little babies ever be responsible for any kind of property damage? (laughs) This is, uh, as you were reading that description, I think this is, is this the most dialogue heavy episode of season one? Do you think it's one of, if not the, there's not a whole lot of action. It's everything like the humor is heavily based on, uh, well, I mean, I guess there's flashbacks and imaginations and everything, but dialogue is the main thing. There's a lot of retreading of ground in this as they like go over everybody's versions of the story like a trial um i this isn't one of my favorites no Um, same this is probably uh this is an episode where they definitely experiment with the baby saying things wrong like uh i mean the babies didn't always say things right throughout the first season let's be honest but this in this one that was like this is a main source of the humor is the baby saying things wrong yeah what the judge is the fudge the jury is the jerky. Yeah, and, and the joke being that uh, Angelica corrects them on judge. She knows how to say judge. <laughs> yeah. And then they accidentally say jury when she no, said jerky. Jerky! See these teddy bears? They're the jerky. The jury? Not the jury. The jerky! Well, the gavel is the gravel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> In this one, uh, one thing of note. Dee Dee is feeding Tommy and he's actually about to eat it. <laughs> yeah. And then we hear the big crash. Open up, Tommy. <gasps> of Tommy's Aww, Mr. favorite. Fluffles. <laughs> Mr. Fluffles. What were the other babies? Were the baby the babies weren't even in the playpen. They were just like out playing openly as like they fed Tommy. Yeah, they were locked out of their safe area (laughs) most of the episode. Tommy's screwdriver was in the pen. This is after the pickles and the Devilles gave up. (laughs) (laughs) The babies roam wild. Free range babies. (laughs) They read a uh, an article from Lipschitz that says you have to let your babies explore their house. Without supervision. Babies should be made to hurt themselves. Do not make them a bonkomatic baby bumper. <laughs> That's a very poor interpretation of Lipschitz in a later season. <laughs> but yeah, we get Tommy who cries and crit like his total screaming baby cry. There, there, sweetie. Matthew, I've got a question for you. Okay. When you were a baby, what was your favorite lamp? <laughs> uh, well, let me think about that. I this I don't know if I had it when I was a baby, 
but I know at least from when I was really little, there was one that like hung on like a nail on the wall and like I had a little picture on the front. I don't remember what it was, but a photo of something and like you pushed a little button and it turned on and off. And I remember one night I was apparently being bad and my mom yelled at me and threw me in my bedroom and slammed the door and it fell off the wall and broke. Were you sad? I I, well, I don't know if it broke, but it definitely fell off the wall. So this was your favorite lamp. This just wasn't a lamp you remember having as a child. <laughs> well, I guess I I guess it wasn't my favorite, but I do remember having it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm getting at. Like, Dee's like, that was his favorite lamp. <laughs> he looked he looked at it sometimes. <laughs> that was a lamp he I saw him look at. <laughs> I'm interpreting it through lip shits. If the baby looks at the lamp, it is his favorite lamp. But, but she's right, actually. And yeah. Tommy describes this lamp being broken in terms that one might describe <laughs> like their best friend being murdered. <laughs> I love my clown lamp like a brother. And now he's gone. Why my lamp? Why? He never hurt anybody. He just shined his light on stuff and smiled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I this is just hitting me now talking about this in my head. The trial is one of like the lesser episodes of the season, and it is. But I always thought I liked Touchdown Tommy more. Now that we're talking about it, I think I like this more than Touchdown Tommy. I think <laughs> it just flip flopped in my head. It just flip flopped once you realized that <laughs> Tommy is viewing this as a murder. <laughs> <laughs> no need for rug rapes here. I mean, yeah, for all he knows, it was a murder. If you came for Rug Race this episode, you're going to be disappointed. I, I don't always want to talk about that. <laughs> but on the plus side, he did talk about the Goglios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I just got slightly ageist. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry. <laughs> for future reference, when Fox News cuts out the part just that part to show what a bad person you are or something. <laughs> Fox News is going to set their sights on me because <laughs> what am I going to be like? I'm going to be a big left wing activist. <laughs> well, once we're millionaire podcast hosts, we got to throw ourselves into some kind of charity. <laughs> Those left wing podcast hosts of the Rugrats show. I'm going to replace George Soros in all of our parents' <laughs> minds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you communist, socialist, anarchist, atheist, communist. <laughs> <laughs> You're only slightly exaggerated. <laughs> yeah, the anarchist part's dumb. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, they uh, the, the babies uh, all have the trial. Angelica lays the whole thing out. And she was, quote unquote, taking a nap while the while the loud sound happened, which was the uh, lamp smashing. Um, and I, I really, really one one thing that stands out to me upon rewatching this episode is the animation and the lighting, primarily when the babies are under the spotlight, when they're on the uh, on the yeah. uh, what is it called? The witness stand, the witness stand. Thank you. It really, really high. I, I don't know if it's actually more detailed, but it makes it look more detailed because of like the lines from the shadows and everything just looks really, really cool. They definitely uh, do a lot of play with Angelica's face at the end, especially yeah. whenever she's admitting to her. Cr Whoops. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> You've alert. watched it before. <laughs> Listeners. 
So yeah, she uh, she sets up the trial, makes Tommy the judge, calls yep. the babies to the stand, and first she calls up Phil and Lil. <laughs> Just say you do. You do. Yeah, they have no idea what's going on. They've never seen a trial or paid attention to it. And this is where they have the jokes about the judge, the fudge, the jury, the jerky. And Angelica the says if they don't listen, that she'll turn them into the jerky. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's a, a a little further than just laughing about her saying it yeah. wrong. She's gonna butcher them and dry their meat. <laughs> that's obviously what jerky is, but for some reason, describing it like that is. <laughs> He's gonna butcher them and dry them. <laughs> how does this? How does this show always turn to cannibalism with me? <laughs> I don't know. If you're just listening to the show for the first time, um, cannibalism comes up a lot on because <laughs> I've lost control of my life. In my defense, when we first started recording this, I was watching Hannibal. <laughs> 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 but were you from the beginning of this series? <laughs> Oh, that's what yeah, you mean. That's actually, what you mean. Okay. Actually, right, right at the beginning, I was watching Hannibal a lot. <laughs> but to be in, in his defense, he's been talking about cannibalism since I first met him. So <laughs> have I? <laughs> Let's just pretend that you were. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of cannibalism, there's a great mockumentary called Long Pigs. Would highly recommend it. Really disturbing and messed up, but very good mockumentary. Anyway, back to the baby show. <laughs> <laughs> Another great effect is when Chucky and Phil and Lil are telling their stories and we have black and white for their flashbacks, or at least as they've interpreted them, especially Chucky, like for the way it's animated, it's almost slightly distorted as he's sitting quietly in a corner. It's like the lower right of the animation frame, like looking disturbed as Phil and Lil are playing ring ring around the rosy around the lamp. And uh, we figure out why he is... uh afraid of this lamp and every moment he's looking at it he's wishing that he could break it (laughs) end it take it out of this world so he doesn't have to look at a smiling clown every time he comes over to tommy's house i thought about breaking the lamp i even wanted to but i didn't do it yeah and uh tommy take takes his word for it he's like uh he says he didn't broke the lamp, then he didn't broke the lamp. <laughs> and then Chucky is, uh, I don't know, I guess he wanted to break it so much that he almost convinced himself he did. But Tommy, if I didn't do it, who did? Oh, we're, we're uh, makes- glossing over one bit of animation. When he says a monster comes, and he hears it thumping behind him, it shows him running, and there's a giant rabbit jumping behind him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But before that, they show uh, a rabbit mask. Yes. So we get a little bit of a uh, foreshadowing, which uh, we do find out ultimately that it was Angelica who smashed the lamp. We already told you spoilers, but she says she used his Halloween mask, Tommy's Halloween mask. He just learned what Halloween was this year, his first year. Yeah. What is this? Rugrats writers unsubscribed. (laughs) It was actually his Easter mask. She was wrong. (laughs) But she, what, she broke it because the, uh... Well, first she was pissed off because Phil and Lil were playing... Some stupid little game. The kind of game babies play but don't invite the bigger, better kids to play, which really makes me mad. Yeah, and I think that's the first hint that she just feels... She feels left out from the babies. She's just, like, out of their age room, and the babies are ageist against her. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, there's there's actually pieces of art in for the new show that I've seen where there, I, I think it's the one where Tommy's in the foreground holding the screwdriver and all the babies are in like a uh, triangle formation and Angelica's like in the background on the steps, like looking down or something. It's definitely something that comes up again. And I believe at some point in one of the episodes, Angelica does say that she feels left out. So it is a running yeah. theme. It is. I think this is the first uh, direct hint at that. Yes. And she looks real pissed off. Oh, <laughs> well, when she reveals what she did, she also <laughs> she says at the time that she before she thought about breaking it, she was looking for a crayon to draw on the wall and blame Tommy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why does she need to do that? Tommy does that himself. Yeah, as we saw and in he's Mama getting trauma. taken to therapy for it. <laughs> Tommy's being taken to therapy so we, we can work on Stu's problems. <laughs> But yeah, she uh, ultimately ends up yelling. I did it! I did it! I did it! Angelica! Oops. And uh, Dee Dee and Betty have heard everything, and they give her the chair. No! Not the chair! Not the chair! <laughs> yeah, so this is probably like one of the funniest parts of the episode whenever uh, Angelica is being uh, off screen. She's yelling. Not the chair, not the chair. <laughs> it turns out she's being put in the high chair, not being electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the persecutor's the perpetrator this time. Um, it's <laughs> really funny to me is the clown lamp smiling down from heaven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we 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 do like the classic season one thing where the camera pulls back. We see all the babies, like, all, like, with their arms around each other. And the clown lamp's face fades in, smiling and shining brightly from heaven. <laughs> Justice has been served. Justice has been served, yes. He's not, he's no longer locked to this realm. <laughs> he can, <laughs> he can ascend to heaven and pass through the pearly gates. The pearly gates of clown, clown lamp heaven. <laughs> Not all clown lamps go to heaven. <laughs> if they've been brutally murdered, first you have to solve it. Brutally murdered by children. But yeah, uh, good episode. Both uh, both good segments. Neither one are my favorite, but as we just discovered, the trial I actually like more than Touchdown Tommy. How much does it suck that... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in season two that I love. But how much does it suck that we've already done most of what we love the most? <laughs> <laughs> it's been so front-loaded for us. Like, yeah. Uh, there is a lot of stuff I like in season two, but a lot of it I liked more as a kid than I do now. I agree. When when I was doing my rewatch, because I watched all of seasons one, two, and three, like, a I finished a couple weeks ago, and... I know as I was going through, there were a lot of episodes when I read the description, I was just like, oh, God. Like, it, <laughs> it like it didn't seem interesting to me, but actually a lot of those episodes ended up surprising me by how much I did like them in rewatching them. Yeah, you you even like alluded to some things that I haven't even seen probably since it first aired that I'm definitely looking forward to getting to. But I, I'm still I'm still not done with season two on my rewatch. Yeah. Another interesting thing, though, is uh, I remember a while back that I was talking about how there wasn't like modern children's shows that we uh watch that we enjoyed or know about 
or knew about really. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I guess trying to <laughs> justify the fact that we love Rugrats so much and make a podcast about it. But <laughs> I started watching a, I watched a few episodes of a show that's already canceled. Of course. It's already run its course, but it's more recent, <laughs> like in, within the last 10 years, at yeah. least by Craig McCracken, the uh, creator of Powerpuff Girls. And uh, one tiny connection we have with them is that he grew up the, a few towns over from where we went to school. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh, Wander Over Yonder. He, I guess he did it for the Disney Channel. It's just like a, a goofy little uh, <laughs> happy-go-lucky protagonist who, I don't know, kind of annoys the antagonist of the show. Kind of standard for cartoons. Uh, I never even voiced heard by, of it. by Jack McBriar. It's, it's just like, if you like Powerpuff Girls. Okay, I never really got into that show too much. Yeah, uh, I like it. Isn't um, Cass Susie also... a voice of one of them? It's basically Lil's the... voice. What? On Powerpuff Girls, doesn't Cass Susie do a voice? It's basically Lil's voice. Um, she does she do bubbles? I know one of the voices, like, it is like... Buttercup ex- is Tommy, E.G. Daily. Oh, okay, so there's even more of a connection. I, I really did enjoy Powerpuff Girls while I was on. Uh, it, I mean, obviously the name of it, little boys probably typically wouldn't want to watch it, but I liked it. I don't know why. It's just one of those shows I never really got into. A lot of the early Cartoon Network originals, other than Space Ghost, I never really watched. Like, I never really watched Powerpuff Girls. I never really watched Johnny Bravo. Loved Two Stupid Dogs, though. I believe Craig McCracken worked on Two Stupid Dogs. The animation as well style as a, looks very, very similar. As well as uh, Gendy Tartakovsky, who did Dexter's Lab. I really like Dexter's Lab a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Dexter. I do like Dexter. So uh, eventually, I don't know. What Maybe we'll get to Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, we'll see. I, like, Ten years from now. You know what would be really funny is, like, we've been saying we're going to cover all of, like, season one, two, and three. It'd be funny if after season one, we're just like, Oh, God, let's just do Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I am really excited to watch Doug again. Yeah. I, and even with all his problems uh, that John Kay has done, we got to do Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, the original three Nicktoons. I've seen I've like I've been watching clips of it again. It's just so like seminal. <laughs> it's it's good. And he's not the sole creative vision yeah yeah of, of what it. after he so. got kicked off the show they uh, he got, he did get kicked off the show on nickelodeon right yeah i'm fairly sure he got kicked off the show relatively early too rocco and would I, be another nicktoon that would be rocco is good yes. i definitely would love to watch rocco if we got away from animation i don't know how big of a fan you're of it but pete and pete oh i love pete and pete pete and pete is definitely I think it's a candidate <laughs> I saw in actually it was in the orange years. Uh, the segment on Pete and Pete, they described it as the wonder years meets twin peaks. <laughs> I, I've just been, I've been thinking about like, cause uh, Stacy and I are watching the wonder years right now again. And I was thinking like, they, they don't ever have to do a wonder years of the nineties because Pete and Pete was basically yeah. as good as that's going to get. How crazy is it that show? Well, I guess, I was going to say, how crazy is it that that show only had three seasons? But then for most for a good good portion of our childhood, Doug and Rugrats only had three seasons. Yeah, that was like the magic number. I don't know why they kept making Ren and Stimpy. I think the Nickelodeon show went up to like six or seven, right? Uh, That I don't remember. I know 
I, it was it was wildly popular. It was the only Nicktoon referenced on The Simpsons multiple times. Even. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I just talked about the episode of uh, Simpsons last week with uh, the big brother, little brother. Oh, wait, that's not the same episode. Oh, yeah, that, that episode with the big brother, little brother. Phil Hartman plays Bart's big brother. Oh, OK. Bart's at his apartment in an episode of Ren and Stimpy is playing on his TV. Interesting. And uh, I think uh, the scene goes, Ren's eating some soup and he's like, Stimpy, this soup is delicious. And Ren and Stimpy goes, that's not soup. That's my collection of hairballs and stomach acid. (laughs) And then Ren's eyes pop out and then explode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it's it's so hard to believe that that Doug and Rugrats, you can see them being together, even though they're very different shows like Doug is ultra wholesome. Rugrats is fucking weird, but it's generally pretty wholesome. And then Ren and Stimpy is just like a fucking fever dream of weirdness. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but it was one of the original three Nicktoons. It was really good. Like, I don't know how much John K's input actually came through on there because when he did it on his own oh adult God. party cartoon garbage. Uh, and I wanted to like that so much. We like, both did. That was like another time when i realized that like you can't put stock in like (laughs) a show being good when it comes back or a you know you can't just put stock in the name even if like the original creators are coming back he got like so much creative control over that series adult party cartoon there was like one episode of that that we actually enjoyed kind of and i think we probably forced ourselves to (laughs) like it more than and we'd probably hate it now if we rewatched it, I would imagine. Yeah, I absolutely hated Adult Party Cartoon, and there's nothing that I was more excited for. <laughs> I want to say that you and I talked about uh, talked about it all week, and like when it was gonna ha- like when it was gonna first air, like we planned for me to like come. I mean, I was always at your fucking house anyway, but like we yeah. planned for me to come over. Like we may have even had like junk food intentionally to eat Doritos. And watch it. And- yeah. Yeah, we Mingus do. (laughs) Yeah, because C Lab, I think, had been on for a little while. Yeah, you won that fucking C Lab shirt from that Adult Swim contest. I did. There, there, there was the there were these random uh, Adult Swim contests back uh, in the early days of Adult Swim, and I just entered my name and I won a C Lab twenty twenty one shirt. I don't even know where that is anymore. I hope my mom didn't like throw it out. Which, knowing her, she probably threw it out. (laughs) <laughs> I got a uh, Master Shake Air Freshener. Yeah, I was gonna say you won something too. I wanted the seat. I wanted the T-shirt though. I was I, so jealous of you. I remember when I won it. It like showed up at my house, and like the way it was packaged, it was just like this little hockey puck. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. You had to like peel it apart, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I like slowly peeled it apart, and it was a C Lab shirt. It was the most wrinkled shirt ever. Obviously, it had to be washed, but. <laughs> But yeah, like this little shirt hockey puck. Wow. Yeah. Now I can live vicariously through <laughs> your unboxing of the C-Lab shirt. <laughs> I would have got a million views of YouTube would have been a thing back then. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, through the experiences that we've had with reboots, you might understand why we're a little skeptical yes. still about the Rugrats reboot and why we view like everything that we don't immediately love as a warning sign. Well, there's the one show 
as far as a reboot that I'm really, really holding hope out for, and you might know this right off the bat, is uh, Wally and Gus. Yeah, it, hopefully they even do it. I haven't heard anything about it since uh, they talked about. And that was just like um, Twitter from Bill Oakley, right? Yeah, Bill Oakley. He was talking about how they were doing some development on Wally and Gus. And I don't know. I feel like uh, he probably wouldn't have said anything on his Twitter if they didn't if they didn't feel like they could, you know, actually do something with it. Right. I, I really think that would be great. I don't think they would screw it up. Well, that's it. for those of you out there who don't know what we're talking about. Um, one of our favorite shows ever uh, is Mission Hill. Um, it was it was originally on WB or UPN. I forget which. <laughs> they merged. So OK, so let's just one or the other slash both. Great, great cartoon was canceled after 13 episodes and they had five more scripts written and some animatics done, which you can find if you go on YouTube. Classic show like there is not a single week episode in that 13 episode run. But the characters in it, Wally and Gus, the the gay married couple. Well, I don't think they're married, but yeah, it wasn't legal. Back yeah, then. it wasn't legal in 99, but they're hilarious. Like their their interactions with each other. And they actually won an award back then from Glad for positive portray- portrayal of a gay couple on television. But like nobody was watching the show. So like nobody fucking knew about it. I don't know who does the voice of Gus, but uh, Wall- Wally is uh, Tom Kenny, yeah. a.k.a. SpongeBob, Heifer, Dog from Cat Dog. It's uh, actually not terribly different from SpongeBob. SpongeBob is like no. a much more exaggerated version. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same voice without the. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> David Niven, David Niven, David Niven. Is he all you ever talk about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you get giddy every time Broderick Crawford comes on TV, which these days, thankfully, ain't that much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did just do that whole scene. <laughs> New condoms. What's wrong with our regular brand of condoms? Nothing, but these were on special, that's all. You cheap gay bastard, these things are gonna fly right off! That show was so, uh, scandalous for me, like, when it came out, like, it dealt with topics that you never saw on television, like, uh, specifically, like, uh, Kevin French. <laughs> in Manipulating it, it, himself just... to pornography? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing, is... Shows like that now, it's not so unusual. But for 1999, I mean, you had The Simpsons, which never went into masturbation that I know of. But like South Park, that's I'm not even going to. That's something else. South Park is its own thing. But you didn't have like a regular diet of shows that were this relatable. But I don't know. It was kind of edgy. <laughs> yeah. For the time, it was definitely edgy. It was but it was a magical piece of uh, animation. Check out Mission Hill. <laughs> yeah, watch Mission Hill. There's only 13 episodes. They're all on YouTube. Some some per, some lovely person put them on there. But you should buy the DVD, even if uh, or even if uh, you don't have a DVD player, buy it. <laughs> a ton of people even, out there buy it. <laughs> They'll bring it. Back. Even if it's out of print, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would definitely watch a spinoff focusing on Wally and Gus. And if the other characters make an appearance, awesome. But my favorite episode of that series is uh, Plan 9 from Mission Hill, which is the final, ep- well, the quote-unquote final episode. The last episode made, 
man. Which, like, as a film, as a film guy, I really, really like it. And Wally and Gus are, I love all the characters. Every character on that's fucking perfect. Wally and Gus are my favorites. They're your favorites? Yeah, they're my favorites. Huh. I don't know also who my on. favorite is. I like the, uh, <laughs> the Jolly Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that threesome. I call them the Jolly Boys. <laughs> I just have a soft spot in my heart for nerds. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, any uh, anything else that we forgot to cover for this week? I don't know if you were planning on talking about it on the episode. It kind of seemed like you were, but you've mentioned an ultrasound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of this. So I had an ultrasound on Thursday morning. I have a new doctor and I just wanted to check out a bunch of different things for health. And it took about 30 minutes. They squirted some really warm liquid on me, which uh, was actually quite pleasant. And (laughs) uh, as they're scanning around, the lady and I are just like chit chatting. And she says, oh, you have a second pancreas or not second pancreas, a second spleen. (laughs) I have a second spleen. Um, which it's a tiny one, but apparently this is actually not that uncommon. And ten percent of the population have an extra spleen. And the lady <laughs> who did my ultrasound said that she once scanned a guy who had three extra spleens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have an extra spleen. I that's a little little party story I can tell. <laughs> how many spleens I have. <laughs> If you have an extra one, we should get surgery to have them removed and eat each other's spleens. <laughs> More cannibalism. <laughs> well, we looped it back to cannibalism. So uh, with that, uh, <laughs> as always, we thank you very much for tuning in to this uh, episode where even more than usual, we talked about random shit other than Rugrats. <laughs> but it's OK. We hope you enjoyed it. And I will just leave a little teaser that we are in talks with a special guest to appear on the show sometime in the next couple of weeks. I will leave it at that for now. We'll probably announce it officially next week or the week after, um, whether it be on Twitter or on the episode or both. But it's very exciting. Adam and I are, are tickled tickled pink. Is that the saying? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the saying. Second, <laughs> or tickled pink. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> All of our spleens are tickled pink. <laughs> especially my extra small one but that's a little teaser for you so check out our social media look online for new episodes and all that usual jazz and we will see you here next week on because i've lost control of my life like what you heard tune in sundays at 7 p.m to all of your favorite podcasting platforms or go to lostcontrolpod.com for new episodes of because i've lost control of my life you can also email us at lostcontrolpod at gmail.com. That's lostcontrolpod at gmail.com. Whew, crazy world, huh? Well, don't let it get you down, son. I. Penis, 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 penis. <laughs>